Hi and welcome to Think Healthy with Hayley. This is a podcast for women who are interested in health, fitness, weight loss and mindset. So if you want to feel more in control, enjoy food, stop dieting and just feel happier and healthier and getting to where you want to be, then this is the podcast for you. I hope you enjoy it. Let's get into the episode. So this episode is all about emotional eating and great questions that you can ask when you notice you've emotionally eaten and you wanna take something from it that you can use and apply next time to help make progress towards your goals. And basically we're gonna run through a few questions that I use with my online coaching clients. This is part of a, a set of different worksheets that we have that can help with processing different different common struggles that come up with wanting to lose weight. And one of the most common struggles is emotional eating. So this sheet has a set of question prompts, basically to find out some more information about what happened, to see if we can identify any patterns, any habits that were there, any thoughts that come up on a regular basis that can lead to self-sabotage, and then look at what strategies and tools and ideas could help to put in place for next time. So that next time those stressful situations occur we've got something to work with that can help make choices that ultimately you're much happier with and help you get to your goals so the first thing we want to ask is just getting a bit more information on what actually happens like when you feel like you've emotionally eaten the questions that i would get my clients to ask would be what was it you actually ate like just noting down literally what it was that you had and where you had it as well. Where was I when I had this food? Was it at home? Was it in the kitchen? Was it in the living room? Was it out somewhere in a cafe? Like where were you when you had that food? And what time of day was it as well? These are just helpful questions just to gather data and information. Even from that, you might find there's certain foods that you tend to go for, there's certain places and certain times of day when you're more susceptible to emotional eating. For many of my clients, for example, it's in the afternoon, just coming home from work in that gap between coming home from work and having dinner, or it's in the evening when it's just the end of a long, hard day. And then the kitchen is often the location, like grabbing bits and pieces out of the cupboard to snack on, or at home in the living room, just eating a little bit too much in the evenings. Time of day is often the evening, but it it can vary. But it's just really helpful to see what are my patterns with that? What was it this time? And then if that happens again, or if I feel like I've emotionally eaten again, asking these same questions and getting the same kind of collection of information can really help you to learn your patterns and what you need to do to set yourself up to do something different in those moments. And the other question that goes with, with those first ones is, how did I eat? And asking like how you ate can be really helpful. Having a think about like, did I eat really quickly? Was it mindless eating like was I kind of distracted by scrolling on my phone or watching tv was I just kind of really zoned out and not not really conscious of what I was having was I eating in secret like grabbing stuff out the cupboards while everyone else is in the living room how did I actually eat and that can give us some really useful insights as well and it just creates that awareness too of like how you tend to eat in those situations and when you've got that awareness because you've looked back on it and even written it down and understood it a bit more next time you're in a similar situation you're more likely to pick up on it sooner it's really easy to emotionally eat and actually not even really register it until after the event 
often people say things like, I've just kind of zoned out. Like I wasn't really thinking about it. I was, it was just very mindless. It was, there was some maybe deeper level of awareness, but I was just kind of switched off just having the food for whatever reason. So that awareness is really helpful just to write down what you notice about how you ate. And then the next question is, what feeling was I trying to avoid or create? So when we emotionally eat, we're, we're kind of seeking something. We're trying to feel a certain way or get away from a feeling that we're currently experiencing. So it could be that you were trying to avoid feeling like the pressure and stress of the next bit of work that you've got to do that day. So you had some chocolate or biscuits or something to just fill that gap before you have to crack on with the next work task. It could be that you're avoiding feeling lonely. Maybe you needed to reach out to someone. It could be that you're trying to avoid tiredness and just feeling worn out by the day. And often we eat because we're trying to avoid the negative self-talk in our heads. And sometimes eating is one of the ways that we can switch off that voice. If you notice you're really self-critical and there's that voice in your head for most of the day that's saying you're doing everything wrong and should feel bad about this and that and the other. Sometimes eating is a way of just distracting the brain and letting it focus on something different, like the taste of some food that you're having. And that then can switch off the negative mindset. And sometimes we're trying to avoid that harsh, critical self-talk that we have. And maybe if you were trying to create a feeling, it's often something like a feeling of comfort. It could be relaxation. It could be feeling like you're creating some kind of soothing, self-soothing experience through eating some tasty food. It could be that you're trying to create pleasure as well, because the kinds of food that we tend to eat, they, they are pleasurable. They are foods that light up the dopamine senses in our brain. They taste nice in the moment. And if we're having a tough day, it makes sense that you go for something that's easily available to create some pleasure. So that's really helpful to bring more awareness as well as to what, what was going on. What were you actually trying to look for in that scenario? Because we're assuming here, if it's emotional eating, we're assuming it's not hunger that was what we were trying to trying to solve in that situation. But it could be hunger too. It's worth still asking, was I hungry? Like, what Was there any sense of maybe I hadn't eaten enough in that day? That's another helpful question. And to look at the nutrition of that day as well. Did I have enough protein? Did I have enough just general nutrition to keep me full? Or was I maybe experiencing a drop in blood sugar levels and therefore I was trying to find some energy when actually I needed some more nutrition earlier in that day? Next question is, what's one simple thing I could do in this moment or next time to address that need that I was searching for? So sometimes you can you can solve it in the moment. If you're thinking about this just after you've emotionally eaten, maybe you might decide, actually, there's something I could do about this now. Like I was seeking comfort or relaxation or soothing or pleasure, and I could actually find a different way to give that to myself now. And maybe if you're looking back on this and it's happened a, a while ago, it was yesterday or a few days ago, you could ask, what's one thing I could do next time? Now that I know what I was looking for, how could I address that need in a way that isn't food? And this could be something like sending a message to a loved person, like if you're feeling, we're feeling lonely at the time, messaging a best friend or partner or someone you love. It could be actually just to sit and rest because often we don't do that very well. 
So deciding next time I feel that way, I'm gonna actually just sit. I know I need a break, so I'm gonna just sit and maybe do a minute of deep breathing or just allow myself, give myself full permission to sit and do nothing, even just for a minute. It's amazing how powerful that can be. You could uh, make a soothing hot drink if you got your favorite cup of tea or herbal tea or coffee if it's kind of earlier in the day or hot chocolate, options hot chocolate, a lot of people find can be quite tasty. It could be better self-talk as well. If you recognize that actually I was trying to get away from my inner critic, I need to start working on my self-talk and actually be a lot kinder to myself. Like what a certain sentences I could say to myself. It can help to get really specific with that. So if you notice my natural tendency is to be really hard on myself, we do wanna change that, but it's very hard to change it in those moments when you're feeling the same feelings that trigger that inner critic. If you're trying to think of it in that moment, the emotional brain's already kind of switched on and sending these harsh thoughts towards you. Thinking differently, thinking logically is, is more difficult. So having a think about it ahead of time, what exactly could I say that will help me get through this? It could be something super simple, just noticing how well you've done in something else that day or reminding yourself you're doing your best, like that's okay. Or asking something like, what would I say to my best friend right now if she was in this situation? Putting it in that perspective of what we'd say to other people can make a huge difference. And I've had this with clients a lot where they're feeling bad or guilty for something. And actually when we frame it as, what would you say to someone else in your situation? It completely changes their perspective and how they think and feel about it. So sometimes that can be good. And then thinking what else could give you pleasure next time if you're in that moment seeking pleasure, having a list of things to go to can be really helpful because again, in that moment, when we're feeling emotional and we're needing to find something, food's gonna be one of the quickest and easiest options at any point. So we need to have a specific alternative ready to go because our logical, rational brain isn't gonna be there ready to access in that moment. But if you've already decided something really specific, you're gonna find it easier to remember that and to do that thing, especially if you've taken some kind of action to make it easier to do. For example, if you decide, actually if I listen to some music that I love, some upbeat music or some calming music, music that makes me feel great, that's something I could do. And maybe you could create a little playlist of just a few songs that you can listen to that immediately can help change your mood. It could be that you decide, okay, I'm gonna go out into the garden. Like when I feel this way, I'm gonna step outside and just, just look at the garden, notice some nature. It might be looking at photos of loved ones that just changes your mood and makes you, kind of helps you remember that you're not alone. You've got exciting things to look forward to. There's really special people in your life that you're connected to. Looking at a vision board can help with this as well to give you pleasure and excitement about things that you're working towards. So if you have goals in mind with health and fitness, you might be putting pictures up of like things that you're training for, whether things that inspire you, it could be anything. It could be people who are running 5Ks, marathons, running up mountains. It could be people who are strong. It could be that you wanna go somewhere and hike up a mountain or just go traveling and be like exploring, having adventures on holiday. If you've got pictures of those kinds of things, and for me, I've got pictures of places I wanna to travel to and an amazing big hill climb in Italy where you ride up this mountain and it kind of zigzags in like amazing 
bends all the way up the hill, kind of switchback roads, that's the word I'm looking for. And you cycle zigzagging up this hill and the views just get better and better. Like that inspires me. There's pictures of animals and things that I want to take amazing pictures of as well because I like photography. And just thinking like, what are your hobbies? What things do you really enjoy and get excited about doing? What have you got to look forward to? Have you got some cool plans that you're working towards? Things that are just, that can make you feel great and excited and just switch your mood in those moments. And also maybe remind you of why it's so helpful and beneficial to stay on track when you feel tempted to go off and, and eat food to feel better. If you've got a vision board that reminds you of your health and fitness goals and inspires you that like, yeah, I want to do that. I want to get fit and healthy and strong and feel at my best and wear clothes that I love and feel confident and go on holidays with my friends and family and feel happy and confident and proud. Pictures that remind you of that and even motivational words, they can be helpful just in those moments when you need that little boost. And then there's things like books that can give you pleasure, books that you just, you're really into, you enjoy. That can be a treat that you've got planned for the day to just sit and read your book. I mean, like how good that can feel. It could be YouTube videos of like things that make you laugh. I've got a friend who just watches videos of cats or people falling over and finds it hilarious and that can just change your mood in that moment just lighten things up make you feel that a little bit better and help you just get distracted from that craving for food it could be hugs with people stroking pets going for a walk it could be sometimes if you're seeking like a positive feeling sometimes exercise can help with that and it's a time when often we're like the least motivated to do exercise when we're feeling maybe a bit down maybe like we we need some comfort in some way but if just getting started on like a mini home workout or just doing a few squats it's amazing the impact that can have if you know that a workout is something you'd planned into your day and you're going to do a workout at home you don't feel like it at all you'd much rather sit on the couch and eat chocolate if you ask that question, maybe just can I just do the first set of that workout? Can I just do like the first two minutes and just give yourself that really low barrier of entry to get started on something? And then once you've started, it's obviously it's easier to carry on. Even if you don't carry on though, just doing something like that can still change how you feel. As soon as we start to exercise and our heart rate increases and we get a little bit of a of an endorphin release happening we start to feel like actually this is a positive thing I'm doing and then you might get that sense of pride and satisfaction from it. It's well worth trying because it's amazing how how much that can impact things as well. And sometimes we do just need to get moving. We know it's like the best thing we could do, but getting started is the hardest part. And if you're asking that question, like can I just do that first set just to kind of ease yourself into it a little bit at a time, that can often result in you doing a workout I'm feeling really proud of yourself so it's worth a try and planning rest as well if you realize that you're just exhausted like you've had a tough day naturally you want to go to eat food to feel better or just as a reward maybe sometimes that's a common one as well planning in some actual rest and downtime can be incredibly helpful as well to know that you can just sit and relax and, and just chill sometimes that's just what we really want and need but we don't give ourselves permission to do it and when you plan it in as a real treat for yourself, not that it needs to be a treat, but it can feel like a treat, that can sometimes really help as well. That's a different way to address that need that you were potentially looking for. The next question is, where can I see progress? 
So this is really important to look for in these situations. And sometimes it might be hard to find, other times it might be easier, but if it's difficult to see progress, it's still really important to look for it. And if you're going through these questions, like that in itself is progress. The fact that you're willing to look back on it and reflect and learn something from it, that in itself is a win. You might notice as well, looking back on the emotional eating that you did, like maybe you stopped a little bit sooner than you would have done in the past. Maybe you ate a little bit more mindfully and you were more aware of the taste of that food and you actually kind of enjoyed it rather than eating like really zoned out. Maybe you left some things that were, were not worth it. Like you might have noticed that before when you were emotionally eating, you just have anything that was there. But now there may be certain things that you think, actually, that's just not amazing. It's not worth, worth having. I'd rather have this thing instead. So you might be more selective with the things that you eat. And that's, that's a good thing. So, And it might be that you just have more self-compassion after the event. You might notice that you're a bit kinder to yourself. You're not beating yourself up quite as much. You feel a bit less guilty. And that's a real positive sign of progress as well. We want to feel less guilty and we want to have more self-compassion. And sometimes we feel that when we're kind and compassionate to ourselves, it's like we're letting ourselves off the hook. And so then we'll end up doing it again. Actually, it's the opposite. Like when we feel guilty and we beat ourselves up and we feel really bad about it, that's when we're more likely to repeat it because we we don't tend to learn anything when we feel that way. Our brain just shuts down and we don't want to look and, and find any useful lessons from what happened. We just want to get away from it, forget about it and move on. But when you do that, you haven't taken any insights or any useful lessons that will help you in the future. So those patterns are just likely to keep repeating and you're much more likely to self-sabotage and overeat again at some point. Whereas if we can have self-compassion and we can look at it with that real understanding of, hey, that's okay. Like, it's very normal to emotionally eat at times and let's look at why that was, like what happened. Imagine you're talking your, your best friend through this. If, if your best friend had just emotionally eaten, had way too much food, felt awful, would you tell her that she should feel really bad and she's just ruined everything and she's messed things up? Or would you be kind and compassionate to her and help her see that there was probably a reason, there's probably something that she was searching for that she needed. And maybe if we find that and we can address the, the root cause, then, then she can do better next time. And it would be exactly the same for you. We do that to other people because we know that's what helps them. But we don't tend to do it to ourselves. But if you have more compassion, your brain will be much more open to learning what happened, like learning from that experience and taking something that really helps you out next time in, in a similar situation. So self-compassion is a big sign of progress. Next question, at what point in my eating was I aware of my body telling me that I'd had enough? So this is a really interesting question. And it might be that you notice a physical sensation that made you think maybe I've had enough. And it could be a thought that your brain gives you as well. So in terms of a physical sensation, you might, looking back on it, notice that actually I did start to get that, that full feeling in my stomach at this point. Or sometimes it's that the taste starts to dull a little bit. Like the first few bites are amazing and delicious and it like lights up your taste buds. But when we're eating further into that and we've kind of, we've had enough, but we're still going, then it starts to become nice, but it's nowhere near as nice as it was at the start. It's just a bit there. 
and you start to get your mouth coated in sugar and it's just it's not as as enjoyable that can be a sign you've had enough sometimes it's it's things like you just find yourself sighing or just kind of slowing down a little bit it's almost like your body gets a bit tired of eating but your brain's still driving you to keep going sometimes it's just an instinctive feeling of like I, I know I've had enough now even whether or not you're still going you might notice that feeling is there sometimes it's a sugar rush and you're like I can feel the sugar coursing through my veins now or maybe you just feel a little bit sick and those are obviously signs that you've probably had enough there's still easy things to eat past that point and it's still really important to have compassion if you notice that yeah I ate way past that point when I felt like I'd had enough this is just helpful to know and in terms of thoughts that might come up you might have noticed your brain gave you thoughts like um you shouldn't be doing this this is bad you you ruined it now those are common thoughts that come up their thoughts more along the lines of like diet mentality and thinking that this is a bad thing you shouldn't be having these foods that's a common set of thoughts that can come up but they're not particularly helpful thoughts and they tend to make us feel guilty and then we're in the situation of eating and we feel bad so we're like well I may as well carry on now because I already feel bad oh this is going to be really bad we'll just keep going and we'll get back on track tomorrow so we want to ignore the the kind of thoughts along those lines of this is bad you mess things up you shouldn't be doing this but there are often thoughts that your brain's giving you that are also more helpful and they they tend to be spoken in a quieter voice because they come from the more helpful part of our brain that's a bit slower and a bit quieter to contribute to the party the emotional habit brain is the one that will be loudest and that doesn't tend to have the most helpful thinking patterns but there might be little thoughts like questioning why are you doing this like or saying you could you could stop now or you're full up now i think or you could just make your next choice a great one like remember that that is always an option and that little voice might be there just saying something that is kind of helpful and it's the awareness it's looking for it sometimes by doing this exercise of asking what did i notice it helps you to realize that voice is there and with that awareness that is key to to being able to find it and listen to it again next time and to then amplify the helpful thinking and to be more aware of the physical sensations. And this then all ties in with the next question, which is, can I identify any diet mentality or restrictive thinking? And this is where with diet mentality, we're kind of thinking that foods are bad. There's certain things that we shouldn't be having. These foods are naughty. I should feel guilty if I have this. If you notice that was there or if you noticed that you were eating any foods that you had been trying to avoid because you think they're bad if it was things like like chocolate or bread or pasta or crisps or whatever else you think is is not going to help you lose weight or it's just a bad food or it's unhealthy any of those things if you then eat those when you're emotionally eating then that tends to suggest there's some diet mentality going on and that's what we want to work on so that you build a much healthier happier relationship with food and when you have that healthy happier relationship with it you're much less likely to to overeat those foods anyway because you know that they're always fine and always allowed and you can have them anytime therefore there's no need to eat past that point of fullness with them because why would you do that you don't get to enjoy it when you do that and you can eat it again whenever you feel hungry for it so one way to to kind of get around that if you do notice any diet mentality restrictive thinking 
and you notice that you eat those foods you've been trying to avoid when you're emotionally eating, is to deliberately plan those foods in and make sure that they are regularly sprinkled into your, your week and you're then choosing to eat them mindfully, slowly tasting every bite, enjoying it guilt-free. And that can make a huge difference to moving away from thinking these foods are bad. And when you've planned these foods in as well, you might start to notice that actually you, there's certain things that you don't actually want to eat. Sometimes we just eat things because they're there and because we think that they're bad and when we're off track, those are things that we eat. But when they're planned and you get to really sit and enjoy them, you might notice some of those foods are a bit generic. They're not amazing. Like if you tend to emotionally eat like the kids' food or there's just snacks in the house that are just kind of shop-bought things that you can get any time, when you plan them in and sit, sit down to eat them, you might decide they're not actually worth planning anyway. Like they're not delicious. Like there's things I'd much rather have. It could be that you decide, yeah, like there's this type of chocolate that is amazing and delicious and there's maybe like homemade stuff when I come across it in cafes and restaurants. I think, yeah, that's that's really worth it. That's exceptional. Whereas the more generic shop-bought stuff, you might decide is just not as good. And that's just one option. Like you might decide actually it is fantastic. There might be certain shop-bought foods that you think, yeah, they are delicious. And in which case you can plan those in and keep enjoying them. Because no foods are bad foods and anything can fit in the context of a, a balanced, mostly nutritious diet way of eating. So that can help ask that question. Can I identify any diet mentality or restrictive thinking? And then if you do, can you start to plan those foods in? Maybe bit by bit. This is something I work on with my clients because sometimes you need to do it in stages and kind of build up to that point. But the ultimate goal is to have that healthy relationship with these foods where nothing's bad nothing's off limits and it's all just choices that you're making and you're choosing mostly great nutrition that makes you feel fantastic and you're enjoying anything else that you love completely guilt-free because that's a healthy balanced lifestyle next question what have i learned from this that i can apply in the future and this is the last question actually so what have you learned that you can apply in the future this could be along the lines of listening to your needs. I think if you answer the previous questions, it's about finding like what were you searching for when you were emotionally eating? What was it you were really looking for? What did you actually need in that moment? And that could be the next question to ask in that situation next time. Checking in to ask like, what do I really need right now? What am I searching for in these foods? Am I actually hungry? Why am I looking for food if I'm not hungry? So checking in with your body as well and how your body feels. Could be just doing a quick body scan to see like, do I notice any tension or anxiety? Like, is there some reason why, why I'm seeking comfort from food? Do I feel stressed and I've got tight shoulders or there's a, a bit of a sensation in my chest and my throat and my stomach that makes me think maybe I'm just actually a little bit stressed out, a bit anxious. Sometimes we're, we're feeling that way, but we're not fully aware of it. It could be making time for rest is something that you really need to do. Having more self-care, more downtime. This is definitely something a lot of my clients are, are in need of and are working on because a lot of us are on the go all day, doing things everyone else, sorting out kids and family and work and food shopping and just so many things that we juggle day to day 
that then sometimes eating food is the only time we get to just sit and rest and have a breather even then sometimes we're having it like on the go moving around but it often becomes a way of just zoning out and just getting some kind of switch off time from the go 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 nature that we have in our lifestyles and sometimes it's an it's an energy boost that we're searching for as well so that then can mean making sure that you have got great nutrition planned in your day could be something else that you can apply in the future checking back to see like have i got protein in each meal to keep me full for longer have i got fruits and vegetables through my day so that i've got vitamins and minerals and great nutrition that supports my health and energy levels and that will give me lots of fiber to also help me stay full have stable energy better gut function have i got some healthy fats in that day somewhere that also can help me have good stable energy levels help me feel at my best have I got some carbohydrates in that day as well for actual energy? So often, us women especially, will try and cut out carbohydrates when we're trying to lose weight. And we still need carbohydrates. It depends on how active you are day to day. But we all need some, some good quality carbs to feel at our best and to have energy. And if you're wanting to be fit and healthy and do some exercise as well as lose weight whatever else your goals are you need some carbohydrates to fuel that and good quality nutritious minimally processed carbohydrates in your day will really help a lot and that can be oats beans lentils chickpeas potato sweet potato rice still fine to have things like pasta and bread if you can have whole grain pasta and wholemeal bread or sourdough bread that has an element of added nutrition but it's planning those things in and maybe having one or two meals where there's less carbs can help in terms of weight loss and keeping calories down. But having carbs around activity is really important. So if you've had a workout that day or you've gone for a run or something else, if you have got carbs in the meal closest to that exercise, whether that's before or after, or sometimes both, depending on your preferences as well and time available, then that can often help you to feel much better and have much more stable energy levels be less likely then to have a drop in blood sugar or to suddenly feel really hungry and have some strong cravings crop up. And it's also helpful to have some easy nutritious options ready for snacks. So if you do think I get home and I just I need something to keep me going between getting home and having dinner and having protein or fruit for default snack options can make a big difference as well. Fruit and protein will fill you up much better than Jimmy the the processed diet snack food will and it's a common common tendency I think to go for kind of the low calorie cereal bars and the fiber one bars or like low calorie popcorn or crisps and that kind of thing and sometimes they can work great they can just be just what you're looking for and kind of tide you over until your next meal often they don't tend to leave people that satisfied and this can apply to things too like even like protein bars sometimes and things like low calorie ice creams sometimes they're great and sometimes the protein bar gives you the protein that you needed and you feel like it was satisfying because it tasted like a chocolate bar and it was great and other times or for other people that just gives you that hint of like or big taste of chocolate makes you want more and just doesn't tend to leave you feeling that full same with like the low calorie ice creams sometimes they're really satisfying and they're just what someone needs and you can have like a third of the tub and be totally satisfied whereas other people can eat the whole tub and be like well I still I still want something else 
So it's listening to kind of what your body wants and needs, but if in doubt, or if you're wanting to optimize your health as well, then going for protein and fruit most of the time is gonna help a lot. And by protein for snacks, generally we're looking at things like high protein yogurt, which could be just Greek plain yogurt, um, low fat can often work quite well because you still get the nutrients from from that yogurt. We're just taking out the fat, but you still get the calcium and you still get really good level of protein for a bit less calories than when you've got the full fat option. But either is good. Um, it could be boiled eggs. It could be baby bells. It could be protein shake and things like cooked meat, prawns, smoked salmon. They can sometimes work as a snack, but those tend to be the most easy ones. Protein shake is a really often a really helpful one just to, to mix up whey protein powder and almond milk or any other milk or water to just make a drink to help you keep going. Or you can mix that protein powder into some yogurt and make it as a snack then that you can eat, perhaps with some berries or just some fruit. Any fruit is good, particularly the fruit where you are eating the skin as well, which just gives you a bit more fiber, can make you feel a bit fuller for longer, which could be apples, pears, that kind of thing. But any fruit is good. Any fruit you enjoy is a great option. And having those ready to go is important. So I always have, for example, tinned peaches in the cupboard, just in case we've run out of fresh fruit. I love tinned peaches and I'll happily have half a tin of those as a snack. And But we've got frozen fruit and try to have fresh berries in stock or apples and that kind of thing. So having that readily available can help a lot. And those are the, the kind of nutrition bits that I would look at. And then it might be that you need like calming, comforting strategies planned ahead of time as well. So there's no thinking required in the moment. It's just knowing like, what do I need? If I'm emotionally eating, it's often gonna be to help me feel calmer and comforted in some way. So what else can do that? It's often gonna be common strategies like focusing on your breath. And meditation, like guided meditations can really help with that. So it could be something like a meditation app that you have ready on your phone, like Calm or Headspace. Insight Timer and Buddhify are two other good ones to check out. It could be that you use YouTube for that and you just search on YouTube for a five minute guided meditation and that brings up quite a few good options. And if you don't have the time to actually listen to a meditation app, you can just focus on your breath at any point literally anywhere you are at any time you can just slow down your breathing just check in with your body to see how you're feeling and if you can slow that down and as soon as you slow down your breath and make it calmer and deeper you can start to bring down your cortisol levels and any stress response that you're having and that immediately can start to make you feel a little bit better it could be having like photos ready the things that make you feel good people or things you're working towards could be the music, could be garden, like going out to the garden. Strategies that we talked about earlier in this episode, they could be helpful to picking, pick like one or two of those so you've got that ready. And then just also waiting 15 minutes is always a really helpful strategy. Whenever you think, I really want to eat something, I'm not sure if I'm hungry or I know I'm not hungry but I just really want to eat, can I just wait 15 minutes? And you might even start with like, 10 minutes or even five minutes if 15 minutes feels like a long time but just putting in that little bit of a pause first so it gives you enough time just to really check in with yourself a little bit more and have a think about what do I actually want right now what am I searching for and if you still eat 
after the time that you've decided you wanted to wait, that's completely fine. Just putting in that, that space first, that little pause, that in itself is a win. And that will help you to, to get better at that awareness over time and to be asking those questions and proving to yourself gradually that there are other strategies that you can use. And at no point does it have to be perfect. But going through those questions, anytime you notice you've emotionally eaten can really help to increase the awareness of just habits and thoughts that we tend to have that can lead us to repeat those patterns. And over time, it can help you build the strategies that mean you can do something different in those moments. And for everyone, this isn't a case of nailing it and then never emotionally eating ever again. Like most of us will still emotionally eat fairly often. And it might just be that you eat a lot less than you used to and you're much less frequently doing it than you were before. And that, that's a win too. Like we don't need to, to eradicate it. It's very normal to emotionally eat sometimes. But if you notice you build awareness, you have different tools and strategies, then it can become way less frequent and much easier to handle. And it has minimal impact on your goals as well. So I hope that's helpful. And if you have any thoughts or questions, feel free to get in touch. My email is hayley at hayleyplumber.co.uk or come find me on Facebook or Instagram via the links in the show notes. Thank you for listening and speak to you again soon. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, if I can help you in any way, please feel free to get in contact with me via my website, hayleyplumber.co.uk or come find me on Facebook or Instagram and I would love to connect with you. I hope you have an amazing day and I'll speak to you soon.